Good evening, Lake Church. How's everybody doing? It's good to be in God's house. Amen. Are you excited? All right. Praise the Lord. Well, we're going to go ahead and get started. Got a lot of announcements, some things to talk about. Um, we got Train Christian Academy enrollment for 2022 and 23. It's now open. Information is available in the Commons. And uh, so be sure if, and sign up for that if you've got a child or a grandchild or somebody that you want to come um, that needs good Christian foundation. Amen. Uh, it'll be a blessing. Amen. Also, we have Young at Heart, our age 55 plus ministry. We'll be meeting tomorrow at 1 p.m. in the student ministry building. So check that out if you feel young and you want to come and enjoy and, and see what God has in store. Well, then come on out. Amen. We got our men's breakfast coming up August 20th at 9 a.m. Register online for that. Also, don't forget your church center app. Um, it's really easy. I was thinking, ah, I probably will never do it. And uh, Pastor Kevin worked with me just a few seconds right before service, and I've got it downloaded, and it's really easy. You can give on there. Uh, you could check out all your major events that's going on for Lake Church, and uh, there's there's ministry messages in the archives. You could check that out. So I, I believe it'll be a, a big blessing to you. I'm not a big social media guy, but I'm learning, and so, uh, but it was super easy, super easy. So check it out. All right, now the best time is to give. Right? Are you ready to give tonight? Come on, you can be louder than that. Are you ready to give? Praise God. All right. So uh, you know that the you have the envelopes and the seat backs in front of you. Uh, you can text to give or you can go online at lake-church.com and you can click the giving tab and you can give that way. So I believe it will be a blessing. There's a bucket in the back. You can give on the way out or you can go on to one of those, text to give or go online and you can give that way. And uh, so our pa pastor's wife, Pastor Karen, is going to come up. And we're just going to give her a big round of applause, amen, and let her do her thing. Oh, before I do that, I'm going to pray over the offering. Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless the offering, Lord. Bless the gift and the giver. Multiply and meet the needs for the church and for the community and for your kingdom, Lord. We give you glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Right, he got so excited he forgot to pray. That's what we like. We like that. Hallelujah. Well, it's been a while since I've been here, and um, hallelujah. God is good. God is good. Let's just bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, we bless you, Lord. You're so good to us, so faithful. Your mercy endureth forever. You're such a good father. You're such a good God, and you love us with everlasting love. And I want to honor you tonight, Lord, my father. My father, my father, I want to honor you tonight and bless you before your people, God. I want to speak as your mouthpiece tonight, and I trust you to fill my mouth that we can all be edified and comforted. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, as you know, my daddy just uh, went to heaven, and, um, and I just want to um, testify of God's goodness um, in this season that we have been in. Uh, I think as the season started before the flood, when our house was flooded some years, a few years back, I guess it's been four years now. And um, that was, right before that happened, I had an experience with God that I have shared with many. I feel like I've shared it a gazillion times, but I'll share it again, 
where God just, I didn't see Jesus or had any kind of, you know, I just went for a walk and uh, there was a lot of uncertainty in our lives. And I went for a walk and I felt like the experience I had just walking through the neighborhood on the gorgeous day that was just so surreal, it was so beautiful, that Jesus took me by the hand and led me through the, uh, he just walked with me through the neighborhood and just, we just enjoyed communion together. And he, let, he talked to me about the seed of his word. He talked to me about his faithfulness. And, and, and we just had an exchange. But little did I know that in the coming months and years that they would be so difficult that I would be going through the fire, as it were. <laughs> and on this side, I feel like, I feel like a season has ended with the death of my father. Not that it was about my father, but it was God was doing a work. Um, Pastor Greg and I had talked in the last three months and we knew something was gonna happen in July. There was something about the month of July that was uh, important. And um, you know, we, just, we couldn't put our finger on it. We just knew something was going to happen. And so um, God is so good. He is so good and he is so faithful. And, and my father, um, you know, he, he is a good moral Christian man. And I, I'm going to do my best to not dishonor him. Um, you know, quite simply, you know, as, as Christians, we don't walk in the fullness of what Christ has purchased for us. And my mother and I, we had tried to minister to my father along these, along these lines. He had been diagnosed with uh, Alzheimer's and dementia and back in 2008. And, um, and so um, he, you know, he could not receive the word. He, w- he was not able to receive the word uh, of healing and, and um, what, what Jesus had purchased for him in that, in, those, in that way. And so, so we walked this out. My mother, of course, m- much worse than I, but we walked this out. And and it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Um, but I want to testify of God's goodness. <laughs> he is so faithful that even I watched God take care of my dad, take care of my mom. I watched my mom love my dad and with passion. And, and, um, and I am just here to testify of God's goodness and faithfulness that even in the midst of that hardness, because the Bible tells us to endure hardness as a good soldier, it hardness comes to all of us. In fact, if you are not, if you don't have hardness in your life and you have been a Christian for many years, something is wrong. <laughs> because if we're gonna be like Jesus, we will suffer. Not with sickness and disease, that's not the promise that he says, but we will suffer hardness, hard places, tests and trials, darkness, things that we don't understand or always have answers to or feel like, you know, uh, feel like we're alone in it. And I tell you, it was rough. But God is so good and so faithful, and he brought us out with a strong hand, and he gave me so many good things. I, you know, it, it just, it's such a quandary that that disease, that he can be fully there, but not there. It is just so amazing to me as I look back. He never left. There was never, we were so blessed to have him. 
And I, am, I stand before you today, and I want you to know that I, am, I want to testify of God's goodness that I was able to take care of my dad. It was, it was such a blessing to me. There was a time when we began to walk this out that I was very afraid, very nervous. My, my mother's health was failing. I knew I needed to step in. And, um, and I didn't know if my dad would let me. I didn't know if he would be comfortable with that. My dad is a very proud man. And, um, and as, we, as we ventured down that road, he, it, the grace of God was on him, and he let me take care of him. And uh, that is a big, big deal if you've never got to experience that. Uh, especially that my my father, as he was a very stern, uh, manly man, and um, and so I, you know, my, I am blessed to have the father I had. He taught me so much, and and unfortunately, what happens when we lose our parents? You know, we don't know, we never knew what they gave us. We never realized what they give us until they're gone. I mean, I, I was thankful for my father. I, I appreciate my father. I told him, I got to tell him, thank you, Daddy, for working so hard for us and, and giving your life for us and, and all these things. I got, to, I got to do that, but I did not know the magnitude until after his death. It's like a light came on of everything that he had given me. Because there was a time in my life, well, most of my life, I kind of thought, you know, I kind of was jealous for the pictures of uh, daddies with their daughters, you know, in little frilly dresses and them holding their daughters up in the air and flying kites together and and uh, doing things that me and my daddy never did. I didn't, I didn't have that. Um, but, but I learned that's, that's okay. <laughs> because, because that's not me. I'm not, I'm not, now there, that's okay. That's okay for somebody, but you see, I was designed for something different. I was designed for something different. And on this side, I can say, I had everything I thought I wanted, I had all along. I had all along. Dad gave me things so much better than t little tea parties or, you know, doing the little frilly girly, girly things that what I thought good daddies did. Good daddies don't just do little tea parties. Good daddies uh, are there when you need them. They're faithful to go to work every day. They're faithful to pour out their life for their family. They're faithful to say, no, you may not do that. Yes, you will call me sir. Yes, you will respect me. See, he taught me more. These are the things of God. These are the things that are everlasting everlasting. And these are the things that, that matter. I'm so glad that my dad taught me things just by telling me no. Just by telling me no, he gave me the greatest gift that life isn't about me and life don't revolve around me. And uh, I do have a point with all this. <laughs> But uh, I am so thankful, and I just want to testify of God's goodness that he gave me a good daddy. He gave me a good daddy. And, and maybe, you know, you're, you're here tonight. Maybe you didn't know your daddy. Maybe your dad was horrible. Maybe you feel like you hate your daddy. And, uh, you know, we all come from, from different experiences. My mom never knew her dad. Um, and so... I, I am blessed to not only know my daddy, but have a good daddy. He was not perfect. None of us are perfect. But, but he was good to me, and I am thankful. And I recognize now the gift 
that he was from God to me. And the reason why um, I am elaborating on my father so much is because I believe that, that this is a word to the church. I believe that God wants to emphasize fathers in this day and time and the roles of our fathers in the life of the family and of households and the importance they have. And I, I, I want to say that, you know, they, they don't get hugged and thanked and recognized and respected and, and given the due, what, it, what is due them. They get to walk through life without any of that. It's not that, that I'm sure there are, that does happen, but can't we all agree that it is never to the extent that it should be? Um, but I am thankful, and I think that, you know, God has a lot to say about fathers, him, him, he, himself being a father, the best father, the most glorious father there is. No matter what kind of life you had with your earthly father, you can always depend on the heavenly father, our spiritual father, from whom all life comes from. And he has given us his son, and he is a good God, and he has provided for us so richly. But as men, as dads, we are, this was supposed to be about, about both, but I feel the Holy Spirit just emphasizing fathers. Because really what I am talking about tonight is being spiritual parents, being spiritual parents, being a spiritual mom and dad, that this is the call that God wants to do. This is, this is the call that is happening in our church right now. I, I sense that that is the change in Greg and I personally as your pastors. Something happened in July that has God has just um, chosen to um, place us as a spiritual mom and dad. I know that we are a pastor, but there is something, something there that I don't, I don't have the words. He has placed us, not we, not, not anything that we have done, but he has caused us to stand in a role as a spiritual mom and dad. And this is not just for us, but as husband and wife, but for all of us. This is something God desires for all of us, to be spiritual moms and dads. And, and the wonderful thing about a spiritual mom and dad is you don't even have to be a natural mom and dad. It helps, but you don't have to be. So God is good, and, and I honor, honor him for such a good um, a, a revelation of what he has given me. And, you know, in Genesis 1, let's go over to Genesis 1. Y'all are quiet. Genesis 1, we, we are very familiar with this verse. Genesis 1, verses 26 through 28. Let us make mankind in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion. In verse 27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. And then God commanded them to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion. You know, this tells us that we are created to bear his image. We are supposed to look like God. People are supposed, to, the whole world is supposed to look at us and see God. You know, it's very interesting to me that um, Joseph, when he, his brothers sold him into slavery and he went to Egypt and, and well, he had a horrible life before he, you know, had rough times uh, before he went to Egypt. But he said to his father, 
uh, he said, God has made me a father to Pharaoh. You know, and um, Moses, he, he was also, um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say on that. There was something, maybe it'll come back to me. But God, God makes us like him, makes him like him. Let's look at Exodus 33. Exodus 33. This is probably what I was going to say about Moses. Just got a little ahead of myself. I like this scripture about Moses in Exodus 33 and verse 8. It says, whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people would rise up and each would stand at his tent door and watch Moses until he had gone into the tent. When Moses entered the tent, the pillar of cloud would descend and stand at the entrance of the tent, and the Lord would speak with Moses. And when all the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, all the people would rise up and worship, each at his tent door. Thus the Lord used to speak to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. And so we see uh, Moses leading all the people in this exodus out from, out from all their captivity and everything that uh, they've been through. Man, they've been through a lot. They went through all the plagues of Egypt. We, we have the Ten Commandments going on here. Um, you know, all everything that Moses experienced, but he was leading all these people um, I can't remember if it was 6 million or 600,000, a huge number of, of people um, out. But um, this was beautiful how that the people, each one, each household, when Moses would rise up as the leader of the people, they would watch him. They set their face to watch him. And, and this is what dads do. This is what fathers do. They set the standard. They rise up and they show their family how to worship. They lead them in this way. And God, you know, God is, God is so good. He wants us. Now, I know this is Old Testament just for, just for right here where we're at. You know, when we think about talking face to face to God, uh, it blesses me. I love to think about that, but we have so much more than that now in the new covenant that we are one with him. We're not, it's not, it's more than just face to face. Now it is him in me and I in him. Let's go to Hebrews 8 just to look. Read about this new covenant. That this is what God desires. This is what he did. That he established a new covenant in verse 8. Hebrews 8, verse 8. Behold, the days are coming when I will establish a new covenant. Not like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out. I'm so glad my father takes me by the hand and leads me out. That's what he has done in these recent years. For they did not continue in my covenant. Verse, uh, let's go on down. I will put my laws in their minds and write them on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And they shall not teach each one his neighbor and each one his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest. Hallelujah. He wants us to know him. And he says, you know, in his word, it says that um, he, made, he made his ways known. He made his ways known to Moses, but his acts to the people of Israel. He, you know, he revealed himself as, as Lord. He wanted to, he wanted to reveal himself as, and that is what he wants to do for us. He wants to reveal to us more of who he is. So, you know, uh, when, uh, so I, in this time, in this season of my life, 
here recently, God began to uh, talk to me about uh, a drink offering. My, my dad was placed in a uh, nursing home at the time uh, a few months back, and um, things, were, things were very difficult. God began to talk to me. He told me everything. You know, it's amazing how that we get in places in our lives where we think we can't hear from God or that even worse, that God's not talking to us. But what I found out that God was always talking to me. <laughs> I think we've all experienced that. Okay. And I had to repent and I said, oh my goodness, yet you have been talking to me all the time. And, um, and he did, he began talking to me about being a drink offering. And in this season, these last, these last few months, uh, it was very concerning to me, the things that he was telling me. He, was t he talked to me like I was going to prison. He said, he said uh, something's going to happen that is going to, this that's going to happen is, he, he used the word that he talked to Paul about when Paul said, um, chains and imprisonment await me, but I've got to go. I know that this is of God. I know God's telling me, compelling me to go. And, um, and he was speaking these words to my heart. I knew what he was saying, that something was, something was coming. I was very concerned because I felt like, um, okay, I just went through what I thought I was going to die. And now you're telling me I'm going into this and to, and to prepare, like I'm, I'm going to prison. I didn't, I didn't understand. He just used verbiage to, to, um, to talk to me, to commune with me about, you know, I think it's interesting that God, God doesn't ever tell us every little thing, every little detail. I'm never, never going to do that. But he tells you just enough so that you will seek him. So you will seek him and run after him and commune with him so that he can just breathe uh, over that, uh, um, that situation with you so that you can get his mind and his heart on it. And so, so he began to talk to me about that, about being a drink offering, and I was very concerned <laughs> <laughs> very concerned about what would what was awaiting me. And so I read, I began to spend a lot of time in Philippians. Let's go to Philippians. And the Lord, these words just kept jumping off the page for me. In Philippians 12, he said, chapter 1, verse 12, I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel so that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to all the rest that my imprisonment is for Christ. You know, um, <laughs> I, was, I was so sure of what was going to happen that I even met with two of my people and I said, look, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm I may die. <laughs> I mean, half joking, because I knew that's not what he was saying, but he, but he was saying it, you know. Um, and so, um, so I just kept reading and and fellowshipping with him. I said, I said, people pray for me, my people. I said, pray for me because I, I just don't know what is going to happen, and I'm concerned about this. But as I, as as God just talked to me about Paul and, and the words of Paul. And he talked to me out of uh, chapter 2, verse 17, where Paul says, Even if I am to be poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrificial offering of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all. And he just began to do you know, a, a work in my heart that I really hadn't known uh, until now, looking back, what he was doing, what he was doing in me. Because I was already, I'd already was willing to do whatever it took to take care of my dad, 
to take care of my parents and be there for them. Um, I felt like that's what. But then God began speaking these words, and, and he wanted it to be planted in my heart and to bring forth what he wanted, which was revelation that he was not talking about. Um, yes, the, I, there was that moment, that experience with my parents and everything, but it is more than that. It is, it is also about this life and about our work to the Lord. Let's, let's just run over to uh, Revelation, Revelation 12 real quick. Revelation 12 and verse 11 says, And they have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony, for they love not their lives even unto death. Let, let me read that again, the last part. For they love not their lives even unto death. You know, I think that the times we are living in, Christians love their lives too much. We love our lives more than we love Jesus. And we need to, now on this side, I can say thank you, God, for the fire that you put me through. Thank you for the purifying fire that burns up the chaff of everything that is not of you so that I can stand in the evil day because we have to get real about who we are and whose we are. They love not their lives unto death. And Paul, Paul was so awesome that here in this, in this word, when he says, even if I am to be poured out as a drink offering, he knew, he knew what was coming, but yet he didn't know. You know, just like I knew what was coming in my life, but we don't, we don't, we only see in part. We only see in part. And so God is, is, is helping us in these times, in these, in these dark times, times where we can't always see him <laughs> as clearly as we would like. It's in the dark times that we are being molded into uh, this drink offering, into this drink offering, if I are this, um, the people of God, the people that we need to be. A drink offering is, is wonderful to understand. Because a drink offering was given not as the main offering. The drink offering was always on the side, as it were. It accompanied, it accompanying the main offering, the main offering being the lamb or the, the main sacrifice. But the drink offering was to be poured on the lamb to bring a pleasing aroma to the Lord, an act of worship. And when we, you know, try to give to the Lord without it being a worship unto our God, then we are not doing it the way he intended. And that means serving that means serving and living for him. We are designed. We are designed by God to bear the image. We are designed to be poured out. Because I'm just like Jesus. I'm just like Jesus. I took a picture and I told Greg, um, it was me and dad, and I said, look at this. Our, even our eyes are, the, are droopy in the same place. <laughs> I said, I look just like dad. There used to be a song, and maybe you sing it. I'm going to try to sing it. 
as, as old song. This is my family portrait. It's me and Jesus. Why, you can hardly tell the two of us apart. For on a hill outside Jerusalem, we shared a family tree. And everything in him is now in me. Y'all ever heard that song? <laughs> yeah, not the best singer. But you get the picture. Let me read to you Philippians 2. Because Paul, these beautiful words I have just soaked in over and over again. Philippians 2. If there is any encouragement in Christ any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind, doing nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourself. And then verse 5, have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, that though he was in the form of God, this, this is the master we're talking about. This is King Jesus. He was in the form of God. He was God. He did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. Our King, our Lord, our Savior, he emptied himself. God Almighty poured, poured Jesus into humanity. He was both fully man and fully God. And then Jesus was poured out. He was a drink offering. Of course, he was the lamb. He's the whole thing, as we all know. He was the whole thing. But isn't it beautiful that we can be like him, that we get to share, we get to share in this whenever we pour ourselves out in worship to him. See, we, when we pour ourselves out in worship to him, it is from a place of love. We want to love and honor him. When, when, uh, when I was getting ready uh, for my dad's funeral, I wanted to wear a dress. I wanted to honor him in the best way that I knew how. When I come in this place, I want to, not all, I don't always, <laughs> to the best of my ability, but especially in moments when I'm ministering, especially when I'm in front of people. And, and, but of course, we should always, shouldn't we? We should always represent Christ as well as we can. As we can. But um, our pouring out our life is to be a worship to Him. The Bible tells us to present our bodies a living sacrifice but I love Jesus, that he was God, but he did not use him being God for his own way. Can you wrap your mind around that? That is amazing. It's amazing to us in our humanness to think about him, what he did. But he emptied himself. He emptied himself and he became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. And so I am very thankful. I'm very thankful that I can honor the Father for the gift of the Son. That he, he loved me so much that he gave. And then he didn't stop giving. He didn't stop giving. Not only did he give his son, he, his son poured out his life for me. 
You know, whenever the, they were, uh, him and the disciples were having uh, communion, they were having the cup, had the cup and the bread. He said, this is my cup. This is my cup. This is my life. This is my blood. Drink ye all of it. A drink offering, there's nothing ever left in the glass. It is, an, it is a pouring out completely unto God as a worship unto our God. Hallelujah. I love the story of David and his men in 2 Samuel that uh, they, was in a, uh, they was in a holding pattern with the Philistines and uh, David was very thirsty and said, oh, that I could have water from the, water from the well. And three of his men went secretly and got water for him out of the well. And when they brought it back to him, David would not drink that water. He poured it out. He poured it out as an offering unto the Lord because it represented the lives of his men. His men did that out of love for David. They loved David so much that they risked their lives for him. And how much more, how much more will we give out what, what God has given to us? I am ready. I am ready to pour. And I believe you are ready. You are ready to pour. I am so thankful for what God has done in my life. The people that he gave me and, and set in my life to speak uh, strength to me, to teach me. You know, Greg and I, we were sitting at the house during camp. One night we was uh, just talking and, and I made the statement, uh, as I always, I'm always talking, it seems, and I said uh, something to the effect, um, uh, you know, the kids need us, Greg. The, ki the kids need us. And I, I wasn't saying they need us in that we need to go and assist them in anything, in activities or anything, but they need our voice. They need our presence. They need our attitude. They need our faithfulness, our honesty. They need to see a standard of God. Because this is what is happening, church, right here in this moment. I am handing a baton. I am handing a baton to you in this moment. That is, that is what the Lord has said to me. And um, this isn't the only moment, but this is a moment where a baton is being handed. And, you know, I don't know if you ever ran track, but in track, when we, you know, when you drop that baton, it was not a good thing. Well, if you ever ran track, you practice the handing off of the baton is very um, important. And so, so we need to be mindful. We need to be mindful of who we are and who we represent and answer the call, spiritual moms and dads, and be ready. Be ready to pour out your life because this is, this is what I was designed to do. This is how God designed me. I am designed to pour. Remember the little, little song, I'm a little teapot. <laughs> I think about that little song. Um, he poured himself out for me. It is my honor. It is my honor to pour, be poured out for him, just like it was my honor to take care of my dad. Yes. 
I am so thankful that I had that, that moment, that moment to, to uh, pour out my love on him, to wipe his tears, to get his breakfast, to say, I, I love you, Dad. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. We're going to get through this. And to worship God, we'd worship God together. And I pray that, I pray that the words that I'm saying is, is not only, uh, you know, I, be, I believe it's a calling to fathers. I believe it's a calling to the hearts of fathers to don't, don't give up. Don't give up. God is on your side. God is on your side. Turn to Father God. Let him help you with the load you bear. Let him take the load. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Philippians 2 verse 17 again. Even if I am to be poured out as a drink offering. I am glad and rejoice with you all. Let's go over to 2 Timothy. Second Timothy 4, we just read this in uh, bringing our elders on. Pastor Greg read this. And, um, and we're going to start in verse 5. As for you, always be sober-minded, endure suffering, do the work of evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering. And the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Paul was saying to the church that I was faithful. He is handing the baton. He is handing the baton to them and he's letting them know that believers must run their race in the right way. If we are going to be effective, if we are going to be the glorious church that we are supposed to be, and if we are going to lead and show people who God is, we have got to show them in the right way and pouring out our lives unto him in thankfulness and in worship, in uh, respect and honor to our God is the way that we do that. Let's look over in Malachi, in Malachi real quick. In Malachi, this was the word, the prophet Malachi is talking to the priests. They were offering, um, as Greg says, one-eyed lambs, <laughs> not the required sacrifice that cost them, cost them something. It, it, their heart was wrong, and they dishonored God. In Malachi 1, verse 6, it says, A son honors his father, a servant his master, Hear the word of the Lord. If then I am a father, where is my honor? If I am your master, where is my fear or where is my reverence? Says the Lord of hosts to you, O priests who despise my name. Verse 11 says, For from the rising of the sun to its setting, my name will be great among the nations. And every place incense will be offered to my name and a pure offering. For my name will be great among the nations, says the Lord of hosts. Amen. In verse uh, 14, the latter part, it says, For I am a great king, the Lord of hosts, and my name will be feared among the nations. And so he is letting them know that... Um, that he is also, he's sending his messenger and he's talking to them about how that they have dishonored him. Here they are priests. They are supposed to, uh, they are supposed to teach the people 
in the offerings and in the sacrifices, and they are not doing it. They are not doing it. And, um, and so God is letting them know um, that he's, he's serving them notice. And then in chapter 4, he uh, tells about the coming of the Lord. It says, For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, when all the arrogant and all evildoers will be stubble. The day is coming, shall set them ablaze, says the Lord, so that it will leave them neither root nor branch. But for you who fear my name, the sun of righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings. You know, the thing about the sun, the sun can be a blessing, or the sun can be a curse. It can burn you to a crisp, or it can... It can warm you. It can warm a plant and cause a plant to grow. And, and uh, of course, we can't live without, without the sun. And, um, and so Jesus, Jesus will return. And before he returns, let's see what it says here in verse 5. It says, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes. And he will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers. You know, Jesus let them know, let them know through uh, different, I won't go through all, all the scriptures, but he let them know that, that in fact he was the Elijah. There was John the Baptist that was, but in, you know, Jesus let them know basically in different words, that he was, he was the Elijah that, that would come and uh, restore all things. And so, uh, so I believe that we are in the last days. I believe that this is a, a timely word for us to recognize and, and that God is uh, turning our hearts more to, um, to the family and, and leadership and recognizing our responsibility to our kids, our responsibility to the next generation and, um, and just the importance of it. And so, um, so I'm thankful for the words of Paul and how that it was his it was his pleasure to give his life it was his pleasure to now we might not physically give our life for Jesus but we can pour out our life for him it's it's our doing it is not of him we get to do this we get to pour we get to choose to pour ourselves out for him as a worship unto our God. And, um, and I am so thankful for my faithful father that I, it is a joy that I, can, uh, that I can worship him in this way. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Paul was faithful, and he told the church and has told us the way to pass the baton, the way to be the church in these last days. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your spirit. Lord, I thank you for fathers tonight. It's Father's Day. It's Father's Day. Every day is Father's Day because you are our good father. And Lord, I want to pray for the fathers in the house. I want to pray for them. Halasote shimando. Mani mandoro.
I thank you, Lord, you see everything. There is nothing hidden from you. You see everything. You see every heart. You see every attitude. You see every hurt, every tear, Lord, and it matters to you. We are your heart. And these fathers are your heart, Lord. These men of God that are leading your people, God, I lift them up to you. And I just pray increase, increase in their lives. Increase of unction. Increase of confidence. Increase in their uh, heart toward you, God, that they will set the standard in their homes. They will set the standard in their homes. They will lead by example. They will lead by unction, by the word of the Lord, by the spirit of grace and truth, that they will lead with love. They will lead with love. Hallelujah. I pray that. Lord, I pray for everyone. I pray for everyone in this room. God, right now, I repent. I repent, God, before you for not uh, acknowledging the things that you've put in my spiritual mothers and fathers in my, in my life, the men in my life, God, I repent right now before you that I didn't recognize the God-given gifts of men in my life. I repent, God. And I say, show me, God. Thank you for opening my eyes. Thank you for opening my eyes. And I pray for all of us that you would open our eyes to the gifts that you have placed around us, that we will not take each other for granted. We recognize you as our source. We recognize you as our source, Lord. Halosote. Mbandosho. Let's worship him, church. Let's just worship him. Oh, shaleke. Oh, we lift our hands to you. There is only one God. You alone are God. You alone are God, and we worship you. We glorify you. I worship you, Lord. I extol you. I thank you, God. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your great love. Thank you for pouring out your son. You gave yourself. You gave the lamb. You didn't hold anything back, but you gave your very best for us. And you just keep pouring. Lord, you just keep pouring. You keep pouring your life out every day upon us. Horashi langundure kitando shata, elikiburo shate kerianto soto, mikiro sota rashete, borasatiro rosoro. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for laying down your life. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. No greater love, no greater love has any man than this that he. Lay down his life for his friends. Oh, Shaleyete. Thank you, Lord, that we are your sons and daughters. Thank you, we are in the family of God. Thank you, we are yours. We rejoice in being your children and being your church. Thank you, Lord. Manto sote sita. Humbale sita kanto sonte. Thank you, 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because my dad was a, had served in the Navy, his coffin got to be draped with a flag. And then he got to have, um, they played uh, taps at his graveside. And, and, and my nephew, my two nephews, uh, one is a drill sergeant in the Army, and the other is uh, in the Navy. And he got to present, they both got to present my mother with the flag. And, and it, was, it was amazing, the, the, uh, the presence of God in that moment a presence of honor, a presence of honor, um, and a true, a true tribute to who he was. And I was so, I was so thankful for that moment. You know, there was another moment in his life when he retired from his work, and I had went to his little retirement party at American Airlines. And it was, it was not honorable. It was quite sad. I mean, happy that he had retired. But you go to a retirement party, this man gave like 40 years of his life. He gets a little cup and a, and a horrible, ugly cake and It was nice knowing you out the door, but the honor, the, you know, how much more do we give honor for what God, our Father, has done for us? How much more honor? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> okay. Does anyone have anything to say? <laughs> All right. All right. I guess then that's where we'll end it then. Amen. You are dismissed. <laughs> <laughs>